I V M. Hi, you're listening to IVM Daily. Hi guys, my name is Abbas. Welcome to another episode of IVM Daily. Today we're going to be talking about uh, something a little serious. Uh, so we witnessed uh, some really horrific uh, child rapes that have been happening in India. Uh, specifically, two that stand out are the ones that happened in Unnao and Kathua. And uh, a new ordinance has been introduced by the government, uh, which promises to be harsh on uh, child rapists. On today's episode, with me over the phone, I'm joined by Shantanu Kanade, who is a lawyer. and he's going to be talking to us about uh, the new ordinance that's been uh, introduced by the government which promises to be harsher on child rapists let me just give you a brief uh, introduction of our guest shantanu shantanu did his ba llb uh, from national law university in raipur he's practiced as a mergers and acquisitions lawyer for 3 years in mumbai and uh, currently he's pursuing an interdisciplinary masters degree at jindal school of international affairs and he also practices as an independent lawyer uh, so without further ado let's get into the conversation hi shantanu welcome to the show Uh, we've seen uh, horrific uh, rape cases happen in Unnao and Kathua in the last couple of months, and almost every day in the newspapers we see cases of rape and uh, specifically child rape happening. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, the new ordinance that has been introduced by the government, which uh, uh, promises to be harsher on rapists and child rapists in particular. Also, going as far as introducing the death penalty on these perpetrators. Uh, so, could you give us your take on this? I think I'll uh, begin little bit by providing an overview of uh, this ordinance that has just come into effect on the right. 21st of April. Okay. So uh, what the ordinance seeks to do is uh, it seeks to uh, amend the criminal laws of the country, primarily the Indian Penal Code. Right. And uh, the key amendments are as follows. So I mean, before actually we get into the amendments, I think I'd like to state what the pre-ordinance position was. Okay. So before the ordinance, the position was that. the minimum punishment that could be awarded that could be awarded for rape right uh, was uh, an imprisonment for 7 years and which could extend up to life okay so what this ordinance seeks to do is for cases where the victim is above 16 years of age right the minimum term of imprisonment has been increased from 7 years to 10 years and okay. which can extend up to life okay for victims between 12 and 16 years of age mm-hmm. the minimum term of imprisonment has been increased up to 20 years right with a maximum that can go up to life imprisonment and here they have specified that life imprisonment would mean the remainder of the person's natural life okay so that means that person can't get bail can't go out of the jail in any circumstances yes exactly because okay. life imprisonment has previously been interpreted to mean 14 years right. uh, by courts in india so okay. now they have specified that in cases of uh, in cases where the victim is under 16 years of age right where life imprisonment is awarded it will mean uh the remain the remainder of the person's natural life right until the person passes away yes okay and uh in cases of victims where uh in cases where the victim is up to 12 years of age so 12 years of age or younger right the minimum uh, imprisonment is again uh 20 years which may extend up to life okay uh with the same consequence right the remainder of the person's natural life mm-hmm. or with death okay so this is this has been the major talking point over the last few days because they have now introduced the death penalty in cases of uh, rapes where the victim is up to 12 years of age okay now the position before the ordinance was mm-hmm. that 
the death penalty could only be awarded in cases of rape mm-hmm. where the rape has led to the death of a victim or the victim uh, being rendered in a permanent vegetative state okay and this amendment was brought in after the much talked about nirbhaya rape case right. so there was a an amendment that was brought about at that point of time in 2013 mm-hmm. which made it possible for the court to award a death penalty in cases of rapes where the rape has led to the death of a victim or rendered the victim in a permanent vegetative state right so the essential prerequisite was the death of a victim or the victim being rendered in a permanent vegetative state right however responding to the public outrage over uh the rape of minor children mm-hmm. and especially in uh, what 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 has happened in khatua right the government has now gone on to introduce a death penalty uh for cases of rape even where the rape does not lead to the death of a victim or the victim being rendered in a permanent vegetative state right. in case the victim is 12 years of age or younger i see okay so that is the change in the law okay now while this move is being lauded by certain sections of the profession and by certain sections of the society right there are a few uh, key arguments against it okay the broader argument is first uh, against the abolition of the uh, like in favor of the abolition of the death penalty itself mm-hmm. but that's a broader debate as to whether course, we as yeah. a civilized nation should have the death penalty at all right the specific point that is being made that is being made primarily by uh, women's rights activists and by people who work in close conjunction with rape survivors right rape victims and with the criminal justice system is that while the death penalty seems to be like a strong move on paper right what it is likely to do is it is likely to give a reason to the perpetrators uh-huh. to kill the victim after the act of rape is done so that the victim is not able to testify against them at a later point of time okay so this death, so the death penalty in case of rape might actually be counterproductive as far as the victims are concerned right because that will disincentivize the perpetrators to leave the victim alive uh but uh, i'm a little confused here so if you can clarify this for me uh like you yeah. said as the law stands right now uh only mm-hmm. in cases where the victim dies or is in a vegetative state uh can mm-hmm. the can the uh, can the person who committed the rape be sentenced to life imprisonment is that right no that was the position before this ordinance came into effect okay after the now after 21st of april 2018 death penalty is also possible in cases where the victim is alive right uh, but this is only in cases where the victim is under 12 years of age i see okay yeah so we are, we are speaking only of cases where the victim is 12 years of age or younger okay okay got it yes yeah so and this is again a direct uh, response to the outrage over the khatua and the unav rape cases right uh and so this is where i was making the point about uh, you know how this might be counterproductive for the victim right so 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 then uh, would you say that this ordinance ha- hasn't been as well thought out as let's say the the, the nirbhaya case or do you think it's more or less along the same lines do you think it's a it's a bit of a knee jerk reaction where because there is a public outcry there was this uh, thought that we have to put something across so let's put this across uh because as i as i read read one news report the death penalty still says that it's going to be in the rarest of rare cases 
so how how is that different from how it stands today because on the one case you want to set an example uh, in theory by putting a person to death and 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 warning them right. that such case such horrific incident shouldn't happen on the other hand you're also saying it's it'll only be in the rarest of rare cases so how do you how do you sort of uh, th- what do, what are your opinions about that uh, that uh, binary of saying that it's it's going to sure. be death penalty uh, you're going to be punished with death penalty at the same time also saying it's going to be the rarest of rare case right right so i think a point of clarification here would be this rarest of rare is actually a standard that has been evolved by the supreme court okay uh, over the years right because uh, before the 2013 amendment uh, that took place in criminal law post the nirbhaya case mm-hmm. it was possible for the court to award the death penalty only in cases of uh, culpable homicide amounting to murder okay under section 302 of ipc okay so the only crime i mean in you know to explain it in simpler terms the only crime for which the death penalty could be awarded was murder okay and it would it could not be awarded in cases of any murder mm-hmm. the court had to be convinced that the murder was so brutal that it would shock the conscience of the society and it was the rarest of rare cases right so that is how the supreme court has interpreted the law okay and that interpretation continues to hold good even today okay so uh, that and that again is another argument that is being made by people who are in favor of abolishing the death penalty because they say that it's a very subjective standard mm-hmm. and it eventually boils down to the interpretation of the judge who's hearing the case right so it's really very difficult to determine whether one case is arrest of rare and mm-hmm. that was an argument that was also doing the rounds when the nirbhaya judgment came out mm-hmm. the supreme because they said you know there must have been a lot of cases which were similar in gravity or even more uh, as compared to nirbhaya mm-hmm. so why do we treat only nirbhaya as arrest of rare and not the other case right so is it a case where the arrest of rare is only applicable in cases where there is public outrage and not in other cases got it yeah so but anyway anyway coming back to this ordinance right i definitely think it is a knee jerk reaction okay uh to pacify the public outrage in a manner i wouldn't completely discard the good intentions behind this ordinance because this does make a couple of key changes okay for instance it makes provisions for uh rehabilitating the victim right. so uh it makes provisions for uh payment of uh because rape is also punishable with fine okay. under the relevant sections of the indian penal code okay and uh, provisions have been added where it is said that the fines will go towards the uh, medical expenses that are borne by the victim mm-hmm. so there are a couple of uh, good changes also introduced but specifically in respect of the death penalty i think it's certainly a knee jerk reaction okay because it because over time no credible link has ever been established between stricter laws and reduction in crime anywhere okay. in the world i see so which is why i think and i i just think that uh, you know a better solution would be uh, you know to overhaul the criminal justice system appoint better public prosecutors appoint judges mm-hmm. ensure that state agencies are not complicit in uh, tampering with a uh, tampering of evidence and influencing of witnesses etc so this is because this is a systemic issue right and merely introducing the death penalty on paper is not going to help okay there needs to be a systemic overhaul and one possible solution that needs to be looked at is having better conviction rate okay because when we have better conviction rates then the perpetrators will probably fear the fact that the likelihood of them getting away with these kind of crimes 
is lesser. Is lesser. That's the true. The reason why a lot of perpetrators don't think twice before committing these crimes is because they know that the likelihood of them getting convicted is very, is very less. less. Exactly. Yeah. So I think those are the kind of solutions that we need to be looking for in the long term. All right. Instead of. Uh, major reactions like this. Uh, thank you so much, Shantanu, for giving us uh, your time and uh, pro- uh, providing those very uh, essential points about the ordinance. Uh, we hope that uh, someone out there is listening to uh, the things that you recommended and it's implemented because we all uh, ultimately want a safer and better India for all of us. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Abbas. It was a pleasure being here. So that was today's episode of IVM Daily. If you want to write to us, please use the hashtag IVM Daily on Twitter and write to us with your opinions, suggestions and let us know what you want us to talk about. You can follow IVM Podcasts on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as IVM Podcasts. My name is Abbas. You can uh, follow me on Instagram at AbbasMoment88 and on Twitter as at AbbasMoment. And if you want to be a part of IVM Daily, do write in to us and uh, we'll try our best to make sure that you're on the show as well. Uh, So that was it from us. Do join us for another episode tomorrow. Bye-bye.